the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Police in Nashville say the Christmas morning explosion was intentional, but don't yet have a motive or target. FBI says some 500 leads have come in and sweeping communications outages following that explosion. A huge surge in online shopping during the pandemic has been a savior for retailers, but it comes at a price. Retail expert David Bassett. Retailers are going to be faced with a lot more returns this year and are working through the challenges of how to manage the operations and the costs associated with that. Shoppers are expected to return twice as many items as they did last year. Lockheed Martin buying rocket engine manufacturer Aerojet Rocketdyne Holdings for $4.4 billion. The deal brings together companies that have already been working together within the industry. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager sees more nonsense over COVID. They're now saying that even with the vaccine, you have to wear a mask. Now, if that doesn't show you that these people are frauds medically and morally, then nothing will. They think it works 96% of the time. So for 4%, they're going to ruin the society with people hiding their faces. These are despicable human beings. Despicable. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio whether you're listening from outside the twin cities or in am 1280 the patriot my name is brian and for the weather today it's going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 23 degrees we're looking to pay a year's worth of tuition for any student of any age through salem career hub helping create affordable online pathways from education to job you can answer once a day between now and january 5th at am 1280 the The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the bright, shining spot of green and red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. I'm wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a, a blessed whatever it is you celebrate this time of year. I, I neither apologize for Christmas nor wish to stomp on anyone else's traditions. Whatever it is you celebrate, I hope you do it well, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed time doing it this time of year. I spent the first hour talking about things that that bother me about the way Christmas is, is practiced today and about the way some elements of our society have, I won't say waged war on Christmas, but really sort of 
perverted its intent and in some cases sort of hijacked the the feeling of the season. Uh, as as Bono said at the beginning of the movie Rattle and Hum, uh, when the song Helter Skelter started playing, he said Charles Manson stole this uh, song from the Beatles. We're here to steal it back. I. I, I intend this broadcast to note the fact that, that the, some of the intent, some of the feel of Christmas has been stolen by people who are nece- not necessarily fondly disposed to the holiday. And I and I think a lot of you are here to steal it back. And I'd like to do exactly that today. Uh, I, I stole it back from the cultural Grinches earlier in the broadcast during the first hour. I'd like to take a, an hour and steal it back from the Grinches that work in the world of politics and in the world of theology to some extent and in, and in the world of, of, of how society runs itself. Because there are some parallels between the Christmas story and the story of conservatism and the story of this country itself that are absolutely vital, that are absolutely important, that you not miss, that, that that are important for you to carry on and pass on to those around you, I think, might humble two cents worth, and that, quite frankly, are things that society needs to be aware of. There are parallels between the two stories, not wanting to get too overreachy or too melodramatic here, but that, that do matter, that are, that are important. And... One of the biggest ones, I think, is wrapped up in the very origins of the season. Uh, and, and, and the origin of the season is something you can't miss if you've listened to any of the Christmas carols and Christmas hymns that, that those of us of the Christian faith will be singing in church uh, come Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Christ was sent to earth as a king but not born as a king here on earth born as the as a child of a of a of a couple of impoverished judeans uh who were being bossed hither and yon by their puppet government at the time and and this idea the idea that god would come to earth as a humble human being not not a king not a prince someone not someone who used divinity, or actually used power to claim divinity, but in fact was quite the opposite. Someone whose divinity was not connected to earthly power, at least not overtly. And and and, and yet uh, was the Son of God, and yet was completely divine. And, and to Put this in context, you have to remember that throughout all of human history, up until fairly recently, in fact, you have the idea fomented largely by kings for reasons that should be obvious to all of you, the idea that the king was God on earth, as the pharaohs were to the ancient Egyptians, as as some Roman emperors were uh, in Rome, as some kings and emperors and and uh, other monarchs have been throughout history have, have declared themselves and and not up, up to by the way including the emperor of japan up until 1945 who was recognized by his people as 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 god on earth as as a human and a god 
And this is the way most, throughout most of human history, most humans who have ever walked this planet have had someone ruling them who either, before the Christian era and in much of the world up through the Christian era, up to today in some cases, considered themselves to be God walking among us here on earth, ruling them, or even in the Christian era, in Christian countries, a monarch who considered himself to be divinely ordained by God to rule. The idea that a king was a king because God had blessed him with, or her in the case of a queen, uh, had blessed him or her with the talent, the position, the authority to rule others. And this is, even in Christian countries, a common way of attributing the, the power of a king, divine right to monarchy. The idea that not only, if even if the king is not a god, him or herself, that they would be acting out the will of God on earth, which is certainly an impression you want to give if you are a king and you want to impress the peasants. So the idea that God could be born a carpenter in Galilee was an incredibly radical notion to humans 2,000 years ago. Just as 1,700 years later, the idea that the individual would have some worth above and beyond society, that the individual was capable of self-rule, and that indeed government should be, rather than a divinely ordained king supported by a group of divinely ordained nobles, supported in turn and from below by a group of selected nobles, the knights, who would whose duty was to defend the king and, and the layers of monarchy and aristocracy above them, and below them all the peasants and the merchants and the farmers and all the all the commoners. The idea that, in fact, rather than that, government could be and society could be a free association of equals, that people were capable of governing themselves, that indeed every man and woman eventually could be their own king or at least collaborate with other kings in in ruling themselves, in, in providing order to a society, to to protecting and defending a society and to, to giving a society rules that everyone could live by was equally revolutionary and, and in fact, was precisely that. We fought a revolution over it. Other countries have fought revolutions, peaceful and not so peaceful, over the idea that power is not invested by God in a single person but in fact is given to all of us to use wisely, soberly, and prudently in each other's mutual interest, cooperatively, uh, with the idea that, that, that this is a, a power, this is a, a set of powers and rights that, that we are given by God to be good stewards of. Now, this is an inherently radical notion, and, and if you are, in fact, someone who still believes that government should govern by consent of the governed and that our society should be a free association of equals, well, then you're still a revolutionary. 
because a good chunk of this society that we have today, even here in America, and even more so in places like Western Europe, China, Japan, believe in something that's really not that far removed from the model of the, the, the aristocratic society we described earlier with the king on the top and the, the their group of, of petty nobles around them and below them and, and, and everyone else below them. I mean, in, in the European Union, you don't have a king per se, but you still have a, a group of people who are, if not hereditary nobility, certainly the nobility of uh, of the credentialed elites who are deemed to just be smarter and better at, at, at the whole process of, of taking care of all of our self-rule for us. You see that here in America, too. And I'm not going to say it's a progressive thing or a Democrat thing. But generally speaking, when you see someone saying, well, we should let the experts take care of it when the subject is not brain surgery, but is, in fact, things like how will our teach, uh, children be taught how will our health care be administered? How will our taxes be uh, reformed? When you hear someone saying it's too complicated for the hoi polloi, for the, the, the mere mortals, for the commoners to understand, you're listening to someone who is talking the way someone in pre-American uh, political parlance would have spoken. You're speaking the way a theologian in, in pre-Christian Theology would have spoken. The idea that some things are just too important, too complex, too difficult for mere mortals to understand is profoundly old-fashioned. And the idea that you and I, a couple of regular schnooks listening to, or in my case is speaking on, uh, a station in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, are capable of governing ourselves. That's the real revolution. And it is the parallels to the story of Christmas, the story of Christianity itself, the idea that that power and divinity can all divine down can all boil down to individual human beings, in one case a divine one, in all other cases, all three hundred and twenty million of us, people who are blessed with the divine right to rule ourselves and each other if we're smart enough to do it are equally revolutionary and equally worth celebrating this time of year as every time of year. My name's Mitch Berg. This is a special Northern Alliance Radio Network Christmas broadcast. Uh, I hope you and yours are having a, a wonderful holiday season here so far. I, I certainly wish, uh, wish the best upon all of you. When we come back, we'll be talking about some historical parallels in the United States, historical times in the United States history, when Christmas itself, the season, the event, has been absolutely vital in in, in the history of this country. It's important stuff, I think. More when we come back. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Boy. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. 
Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teaching of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on January 12th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours in a safe, no-contact environment. Space is limited. RSVP by visiting heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, hoping you can join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Join us, get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating countries on earth, but you'll share experiences that'll change how you read scripture. Walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on and on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. Now listen, if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me October 2021 and right now register worry-free. Peace of mind, guaranteed refunds up to May 8th if for any reason you want to cancel. So to come along, call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to standwithisraeltour.com, standwithisraeltour.com. Burr, it's cold out there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery's dead. Full-service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right, a powerful new battery installed free. Now, that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, our Christmas special. Uh, welcome back, by the way. Always great to have you all here. And, and, and I say this uh, every year about this time. And one of the great blessings in my life is to be able to talk to each and every one of you uh, every Saturday afternoon, especially this time of year, uh, when it's my pride and, and privilege to say thank you for tuning in every year uh, to listen to our to our broadcast here, Brad King and myself uh, all all agree this is one of the great uh, joys of our lives uh, uh, lives all of which are blessed with a <laughs> way more joy than I think a lot of us could have possibly expected. Uh, so thank you all for that. We're talking about uh, the, the historical parallels between Chris, uh, Christmas 
and America, especially the vision of America that conservatives hold. And this is not intended to be a politicization of Christmas. It's not. I'm looking for parallels. I'm not claiming ownership here. But on the other hand, the parallels are there. We talked about those in the, the last segment, uh, the parallels between the idea that, 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 that God himself could come to earth as a human and the idea then that, that really is inextricable from that, that the power that God gave to kings could just as easily be given to commoners, to people like you and I. And in fact, there was no such thing as nobility. To be a citizen was itself to be noble. It was an idea that shook the world to its core when it actually became the, the basis of a government. And there's another historical parallel there that leads us to one uh, that leads us to another historical parallel, I should say, which I think is really important because every year, well, you you hear this constantly from people who are uh, who, who argue sometimes in many cases in good faith for the establishment clause, the the clause in the Constitution that guarantees against the establishment of state religion which is an inherently good thing. But there are people who, who extend from that and say, America is not a Christian nation. And, and there's a point to that. As a, as a nation, we are a nation that was, has always been primarily Christian and, in fact, is, is probably more enthusiastically composed of people of faith than almost any other Western country today. You can think of very few that are more enthusiastically of faith than Americans in general, are today. Perhaps the polls. I mean, you have a hard time getting the polls away from the Catholic Church, and, and thank goodness for it. It's, it's, it's brought them wonderful things, like their freedom in some respects over the last 30 years here, and God bless them for that as well. But there's a case to be made that, that we are not a, quote, Christian country, end quote, just a country made up of Christians. I, as a conservative, am fine with that. I don't want our country establishing a state religion. And yet, while America may not be, quote, Christian, end quote, as a nation, its central metaphor behind our creation is tied up in the Christian metaphor completely inextricably. You can't, wrap the, you can't unravel the two. And I think it, it, it is tied up with that for something that's also important for the Christian, Christmas season. Let's dial back to last hour. One of the six new types of cultural grinches that I was throwing brickbats at last hour was the group of people who, who like to, to correct you on the origins of Christmas. They'll say, well, Christmas is really just a pagan holiday. I mean, it's a pagan holiday. It's not even Christian. I mean, Christ wasn't even born in December. The Christ, Christian just appropriated the solstice. And that's, that's true. Historians say that, that Christ was likely not born very like almost, almost completely unlikely to have been born on December 25th or even in the winter in Galilee. But that doesn't matter because when you think about it, just as Christmas as we observe it was not born Christian, Either were any of us. We were all born into original sin. None of us, Christians are not born. They are made, and, and, and really, they are made by themselves. That When people decide 
to declare that Christ is their Lord and Savior it, it's, and, and become baptized in the faith. You decide to be a Christian. You no more are born into Christianity than you are born into being a, a, a NASCAR driver. You have to make yourself a NASCAR driver or, 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 or a great violinist. Both of them are things that you just make. And just like that, no, the fact that, that Christmas, Christmas, as we celebrate today on December 25th, may have been a pagan holiday is the point. We were all pagan holidays before we were saved by Christ. Christianity always finds fixer-uppers. And by the way, like Christians, Americans sin. Christianity is not about being perfect. It's about being forgiven and, and, and about and about being able to achieve the Almighty, even though we are imperfect, even though we are fundamentally flawed. America is fundamentally flawed. We've had our flaws. You don't need to be reminded by the media that we were built, heavily built, around one huge flaw, the institution of slavery. We have sinned in this country. And... We continue to sin in this country. We, we murder millions of babies every year. There's nothing about being a country, even a country where the bulk of the people are Christians, that makes it perfect. And yet, just as Christianity allows each and every one of us and individuals to atone for our sins and to still approach the Almighty and the hereafter with some hope of salvation, the entire American experiment is built around the idea that we are not perfect. We can never be perfect. Perfection is unachievable on this mortal coil. But we have the tools and means at our hands to atone for that, to learn from our mistakes, and do better in the future. Almost every country in the world has practiced slavery, if not every country, every society, every culture in the world. If you go back far enough, you'll find slavery being practiced. You will have a very hard time finding any country in the world that has worked as hard, as diligently, as consistently, and and I think with as much integrity to atone for that history as the United States have. Go ahead. Ask the French if, if how they've atoned for their history of slavery in, in 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 the Caribbean and in Africa. Ask the Belgians about their history of slavery in sub-Saharan Africa. Ask the Dutch about their tradition of endangered servitude in sub-Saharan Africa and especially in Indonesia. These are countries that all practiced, if not slavery with a capital S, at least it's its awful first cousin. And and not all that terribly long ago. Forget about Japan. Forget about Germany. <laughs> we are a country that, that, that has at least adopted the Christian ideal that we know we're not perfect. We can never achieve perfection. That we can best we can hope for is to confess our sins, repent in the best way we can, make things as right as we can, 
and 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 try to move on in everyone's best interests. And that's like Christianity, and that's like the faith that was born, as the tradition says, thousands of years ago this weekend. And that's important. It's about the coming of redemption. The, the redemptive power of Christmas is an, an integral part of America. And if you look through the history of America, that redemption is a part of the, the, the mythology of some of the most important, searingly vital events in the history of this country. Not just the, the larger ideas of, of the metaphor behind a, a, a divine right of power going down to all of us individuals, and, and, and not just about the, the idea that, that we're a society like Christianity itself that believes that it needs to occasionally humble itself and repent just a bit. Nobody tell Donald Trump that. I don't see him doing much repenting, but we'll see. You never know. But it's also a, a country where a, a big part of our national mythology is built around the redemptive power of Christmas. Whether by accident or by design, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it all works about the same in my point of view, at least for purposes of, of the story I'm trying to tell you today. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. Uh, my blog is shotinthedark.info, shotinthedark.info. I put out material just about every weekday, although I'll probably be taking Christmas Day off, as I do most years. But five days a week, I write about my favorite stories in politics, current events, pop culture, music, history, and a little bit of everything in between, if it grabs my fancy. Uh, this is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, heard every Saturday from noon to 3, actually from 1 to 3 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot, uh, our special Christmas broadcast, uh, hoping you and yours all have a blessed Christmas or whatever holiday season you celebrate. We'll be back with more on the redemptive power of Christmas and the American story. When we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Is your child struggling in school? Get the help you need now at half price with a voucher from Sylvan Learning. Students in Sylvan's personalized tutoring program typically see up to two to three times more growth in scores than other kids. Now get a $2,500 Sylvan Learning voucher for just $1,250 through this special offer from Sylvan in this station. Only two left. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and half price offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here, 
It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, a special Christmas edition. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, blessings of the season to all of you, whatever your beliefs. My name is Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info. We've talked so far this show about, I don't know, some of the perversions of the meaning of Christmas that, that our culture is starting to embrace. We talked a little bit about what I think are some of the, the philosophical parallels between the season and the country we live in, and some of the some of the social parallels and really the the metaphorical parallels between the season and this country and and honestly i when i say this country i mean the traditional version of what this country is supposed to mean uh, something that could be has been called classical liberal interpretation of what america's about and of course if you listen to this broadcast you know that when i say classical liberal i generally mean modern american conservative I'm not trying to politicize all of holiday, though. I'm truly not. Um, you can believe me. You cannot. But it's the it's a fact. I'm not. But there are things about the Christmas season that are almost impossible to unwrap from elements in American history. Uh, when you consider that uh, Christmas, if you're a Christian, and if you observe the, the, the true meaning of the season, is about redemption. It's about the idea that the world can be reborn, that, that mankind can be reborn. And if mankind can be reborn in, in the person of a, of a baby in impoverished manger in Bethlehem, that 
humanity itself, and you and I as individuals, not to mention the country we live in, can be reborn through just as humble and yet profoundly powerful means. And I take heart in saying that because we've seen that in the history of this country. Three episodes I want to talk about briefly in the time I have remaining here that I think are are things that even as famously unemotional as I, a Scandinavian-American boy, am, they still verge on making me emotional Uh, because they're so profoundly important, both for the history of this country and for the history of this this world around us. One of them was a, a... took place on an extremely cold winter morning in 1776. Uh, 1776 is most famous to most of you and to those of us of our society who studied history is the year that the Declaration of Independence was signed. And that still gets the big headlines. And we have a big party for it on July 4th. What, what a lot of people shamefully don't know anymore is that after the 4th of July, like, around the beginning of August and into September, things went south real fast, literally and figuratively. The British invaded uh, New York. They landed, staged an amphibious attack at Brooklyn. They crushed George Washington's army, drove him across the East River, and then humiliated him in Manhattan. They killed or captured the majority of his army. And and the, the ones that were left, many of them deserted and went home because winter was coming on, They hadn't been paid, and by the way, it looked like the revolution may well have been lost. They chased George Washington from Manhattan across the Hudson River, from Fort Lee, New Jersey, all the way down New Jersey to the Delaware River. And and George Washington evacuated what was left of the Continental Army, basically a quarter of the force that had been with him on July 4th at the signing of the Declaration of Independence, About a fourth of that army was left on Christmas Eve, 1776, and it had been a cold, miserable winter so far, and the army that was left with Washington was suffering mightily, and and the Continental Congress, which was based in Philadelphia at the time, was suffering some anxiety of its own, because just six months earlier, five months earlier, they had pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their eternal honor uh, to this American Revolution, which in those days carried a death sentence. Rebelling against the King of England was not something that kings, who ruled by divine right, took kindly to. And the Founding Fathers justifiably worried that they might be called upon to pay up on that bet. Never in American history has the American experiment hung so carefully and so, so closely in the balance. One more push was all it was going to take the Brits to snuff out the American experiment. And yet, overnight on Christmas Eve, George Washington gathered up what was left of his army, hijacked a bunch of coal barges from the Schuylkill River, uh, from the coal mines up the stream, and and, and brought them downriver, and, and overnight paddled across the icy Delaware River, manhandled a small cannon out of one of the barges, and snuck up, essentially, on a camp full of Hessians who were watching him across the river, who had been celebrating Christmas and were hungover in the morning and weren't capable of doing much, ambushed them, routed them, sent them fleeing, and then went on, marched on to Princeton, New Jersey, and a few days later routed a larger, more professional, more prepared British force. 
It was just two battles in most history books. But it was a Christmas miracle, because without those two victories, we might all still be speaking British, if you catch my drift. I, I do believe in miracles on Christmas. I do. And that was one of them. There was no reason that George Washington should have won, that, that the American Revolution should have prevailed, that the American Revolution should have survived in the Central Atlantic states. It was tactically, logistically, really unfeasibly impossible. And yet it happened. On the day of the miracle of the birth of the Christ, the day of the miracle of the salvation of the American Revolution happened. Fast forward a few hundred years and a half. It was Christmas 1945. World War II was almost won, or so everyone thought, and indeed it was, but there had been a terrible setback. The Germans had managed to, the Nazis in this case, had managed to save up a force of, of troops, tanks, and, and fuel and launch one last mighty counterattack, and it was a brutal counterattack. It caught the Americans by surprise, caught a bunch of absolutely green American troops and some war-weary veterans completely by surprise, bulldozed over them, surrounded thousands of Americans. Some of the greatest surrenders in American history uh, took place at the what came called the Battle of the Bulge. Now, if you've watched Band of Brothers, the epic miniseries, you know that an American Airborne Division, the 101st, and some other American troops held out in a town called Bastogne. But that by no means was that a sure thing, even at the time. And on Christmas morning, the commander of one of the German divisions that surrounded Bastogne, there were seven of them up against one American division that was low on ammunition, low on food, and lower still on everything else, sent in uh, an emissary to talk about negotiating the surrender of the, of the garrison. And the general who was in charge, he was in charge of the airborne, 101st Airborne's artillery, a fellow named Tony McAuliffe, for lack of a better term, wrote back nuts, which doesn't mean much back then and today. Back then it was a little more pointed term, not quite profane, but certainly pointed as a way of saying, take off, hoser. The Germans didn't get that. They had to have that interpreted for them. But in a way, it was its own Christmas miracle, the fact that Americans held out against those odds at that time. At that time of the year, you can chalk it up to a lot of factors. I'll accept all of them. But if you don't believe in Christmas miracles, seeing that episode, I'm, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to, to see why. Not. I'm sorry, to see why not. Another Christmas miracle, maybe not a miracle, but just an incredibly inspirational story that I think is absolutely inseparable from the story of America happened when I was in high school. And it was the darkest days of the of the Russian crackdown, or the, I should say the communist crackdown in Poland, as uh, the solidarity uprising, the rising of the of the Soviet of uh, the of the Polish labor movement that sought to uh, reform the communist government of Poland, and got stomped on hard by the. But by the Polish army in this case, which, by the way, has been said in some cases to have been a blessing disguise. The Polish army clamped down hard on the on solidarity uh, to prevent a Pol uh, Russian invasion of Poland. It may have been true, but hundreds died. Thousands were imprisoned uh, without charge, held in camps around Poland without uh, any access to lawyers or their families or anybody else over the holiday season. And over that holiday season... A fellow named Rommel Spasalski 
Spasowski, who was the Polish ambassador to the United States, uh, had an epic crisis of faith. And it was his first, really, because he'd grown up his entire life as a committed communist. His father had been a communist, a member of the communist resistance to the Nazis who'd died in Gestapo custody. And like a good communist, he'd grown up very, very atheist. But his wife, a woman named Wanda Spasowski, gradually grew on him over the years. And, and uh, Wanda, being a devout Catholic, managed to wear her husband down, as wives will tend to do with husbands over the decades. And, and by 1980, uh, 81 rather, Romwald Spasowski, Spasowski was a committed Catholic and a Christian. And on December 25th, 1981, Romwald Spasowski defected to the United States. And it was an epic event in the history of both countries. And I want to talk about that briefly when we come back as we discuss the miracles of the season, both in the world and in America, really. This is an episode that had a huge effect on me personally, and I hope it does on you as well. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. It's a Christmas broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all come back for one more segment on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. With every Christmas card I write, may your days be merry. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, Alex Hartman here with Remax Results and Results by Alex.com. I just wanted to take a minute to personally thank you for all the positive support and business you've given me over the past year. I can't tell you how much I both enjoy and appreciate working with like-minded Patriot listeners like you. I know from my years of experience that every one of my clients' situations and needs are different and unique. I really listen for and focus on your needs and making sure I can best serve you. Again, I just wanted to express my thanks. And because we all love this station and what it stands for, I'd like to proudly wish all of you and your loved ones a Merry Christmas. Yes, I said it. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you'd like to talk to me about any immediate or future plans to buy or sell a home, cabin, or any other real estate, please don't hesitate to call me at 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000 or resultsbyalex.com. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle. 
good value and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Frustrated with your child's school progress? Then you need a half-off learning voucher from Sylvan. Get a $2,500 Sylvan learning voucher for just $1,250. Only two available. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, a special Christmas broadcast this weekend on the Northern Alliance. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, and God bless you all uh, this holiday season. I, I hope you all have as wonderful a holiday season as you could possibly imagine. We've been talking about the role of Christmas in American history and, and how important it has been, both as, as, a, as a moral beacon uh, to us as Americans, as, as a parallel for Americans to live up to, and, and quite honestly, as, as a setting for some of America's greatest miracles. And I was talking about one that doesn't get nearly the press it deserves, and yet it was a pivotal moment for me. And I remember one of the, I remember it being one of the moments that most closely tied what America should be together with the holiday season. Uh, before the segment, I was ta- before the break, I should say, I was talking about uh, the defection of uh, Ambassador Romwald Spasowski of Poland. Uh, to the United States on December 23rd of 1981. Now, this was at the height of the Soviet crackdown on the Solidarity Labor Movement, at a time when when nobody on earth believed that it would lead eventually to the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of communism and the freedom of Eastern Europe. This was all a decade in the future, and nobody, but nobody believed that that was the eventual end result. Anyway, we talked about uh, Ambassador Spasowski, who had grown up as a committed communist, hence he was an ambassador to the United States under the communist government, who, who over time, and under the influence of his wife Wanda Spasowska, had become a committed Catholic, and who saw what was going on in his home country of Poland, where gangs of, of government-sanctioned thugs were, were beating the tar out of protesters and arresting people in, in the night and hauling them off to camps, just like in the glory days of communism all over again, with, with the deaths of hundreds of people in these protests. And he decided he couldn't take any more. Even though he was at the peak, near the peak of Polish communist life, he and his wife Wanda left. They defected. They walked across the street to the FBI uh, from the Polish embassy and defected to the United States. And they took this seriously. They held a trial, sentenced him and his wife to death in absentia. They had no luck getting to him, but that was uh, serious business in those days. And... It was a couple days later, during his annual Christmas broadcast, that Ronald Reagan brought up the incident. 
And now, presidential Christmas broadcasts tend to be pretty fluffy, gauzy things, and they should be for the most part. This is not a time to politicize things if you can possibly avoid it. And most presidents have been good at it. And when I say that most presidential Christmas broadcasts are gauzy, fluffy, and forgettable, that's a good thing. You shouldn't have to remember the president jabbering on Christmas. You should remember time with your family. But this was different. This was an extraordinary time. Ronald Reagan, God bless him, recognized it. And he urged every American in that Christmas broadcast, that I do remember watching, even though I was a young liberal, and was reacting with the fear that I had been programmed by by the people and uh, my liberals that surrounded me at that time of my life to to fear Ronald Reagan and to loathe what he stood for. I saw his request that night on that Christmas broadcast that, in addition to the political sanctions that he ordered against the communist government, he asked every American to light a candle for Poland in their window. And around and about my hometown, I saw a few of them as I walked around, as I, as I walked to and from work, and as I, as I wandered around the town on, the night, uh, on, on Christmas night and some of the nights thereafter. And it, it's, while I'll stop a little short of calling it a Christmas miracle, I'll say it was one of those things that impressed me with the wonder, not only of the season, but of what this country could be. The idea that this country could could interrupt its celebration, a, a celebration that had been, even then people complained about how it had been profaned by commercialism so terribly, even at that point in history. And yet they could take time out to think about a people 4,000 miles away that they could scarcely have known much about other than what they saw on the TV. And the outpouring had its effect. The Russians realized that invading Poland would be a terrible idea because the American people were paying attention. And when the American people are paying attention, you don't go invading people. And when that happened, the people of Poland realized that someone was out there watching for them, and they kept the faith, and they held that faith through 10 very, very difficult years, ending eventually with much struggle, with immense travail in the fall of the Berlin Wall and the fall of communism. which itself was a miracle of biblical proportion. And I'm not going to say it started on that Christmas night in 1981 that I witnessed in my own little way in my own little town as I wandered around looking at people's front windows and the candles that people had placed out there for Poland. But I'm not going to deny it either. Because Christmas is a time of miracles and America is a place that has throughout his entire history bred miracles. And so why not see the miracles when they're there? I started with the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to finish with the Gospel of Luke. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they turned off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby 
who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all those things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen were just as they had been told. And so in this cynical era, I hope that each of you in your own way can do as Mary did, to treasure up all these things, all these things about about the world, about faith, about about what's good about this place and this time and this country and this group of 320 million people we share it with, and ponder on them in your heart for a while here. And like the shepherds, perhaps glorify, praise God, and, and perhaps the idea that God gave to each of us, that each of us is, to some extent, the king or queen of our own destinies, an idea that is inextricably tied up with this country that we live in. And on this holiday season, it's just one of the, the heaps of things that we all have to be thankful and grateful for as I am thankful and grateful for the opportunity to talk to each and every one of you every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 on AM 12 The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg, from my family to yours, God bless you all. God bless America. Merry Christmas. Life insurance for a dollar a day? Really? Sure, if you're young, in perfect health, and want to get coverage that you'll have to replace when you're older and not so healthy. If you want real life insurance coverage that'll be with you for life, call Big Lou. There's no dollar-a-day bait-and-switch schemes, only honest answers and quotes you can depend on. If you're 50 years old with a little more belly than you'd like, $750,000 for 20 years could be less than $200 per month. Go to BigLou.com and read Lou's reviews. He's a straight shooter with the best reviews you'll ever find. Call now to get your free, no-obligation quote and get started with affordable term life insurance. Call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. That's 800-529-2856. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on a few meds, too. Call 800-529-2856 or visit BigLou.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. One seven, or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com.